Welcome to the next episode of Very Famous Movie Podcast. This week's episode is a special one because it's been hijacked by VFMP's own Robert Jordan Hunt. And this week he'll be discussing his opinions on James Cameron's now cinematic nightmare and uh, Master uh, Abaddon 2 Way to Water. Doctor, come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. Get away from her, you bitch! Shit just got real. You're coming with me. Samsonite. Welcome to the Very Famous Movie Podcast. I'm Robert Jordan Hunt, and today's gonna be mm, a little different. You see, our boy John Valley decided to take a little Christmas vacation to Spain. Good for you, John. And uh good old Sean Robb was caught ill by a sudden cold, and he didn't make it to the movie uh, that we're supposed to be talking about. So, in an effort to meet fervent fan demand for our take on Avatar The Way of Water, for the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to talk at you about what I thought about it, give you a little bit of uh, historical context on my relationship with the first Avatar movie, okay? So, essentially, you know, I saw it opening night, IMAX 3D at midnight, just like a lot of people did. I was stoked. I'm a huge James Cameron fan. And long story short, um, in terms of theatrical experience, it was phenomenal, obviously, but I was underwhelmed by the story and the characters, oh. and I, I just, I really thought... Cameron had um, had missed in, in, in a big way. And I became one of those dudes, you know, after a couple of years, that was like, he's doing four more. This this movie had no cultural impact, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not happy about it. OK, I don't feel good about that, but it's the truth. OK, I'm just trying to be honest. But then uh, once it became, you know, apparent that these movies were actually going to come out and we started to see some footage and trailers and stuff. I couldn't help but get excited. And I had kind of realized, I was like, man, I, I think I just forgot what it was like to anticipate a James Cameron movie. Hi, this is James Cameron speaking. Just saying thank you for watching Abadad 2, uh, Way to Water. And I just want to say I can't wait to make 15 to 17 more of these films. Uh, because I think the world is really creating the next step in the Navi evolution. What will they do with their ponytails next? Funny story. In 1982, I made love to a ponytail myself and ended up in the hospital because it was actually a poisonous snake. Uh, you know, I, I was happy to say that I revisited the first Avatar before seeing this one about two weeks ago. And I greatly enjoyed it. And I, I um, it's still not one of, it's not one of my favorite Camerons, but I, 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 it reminded me of seeing it in the theater for the first time. And I was just like, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, he makes it for the theatrical experience. And I was really able to appreciate more of what he was going for and realizing that Cameron, you know, he could probably even tell you himself that the, the story in that first movie is maybe a little familiar, but that's because the movie itself is the story. It's the star. You know what I mean? That's why he even famously told Matt Damon, this movie doesn't need a star. The movie is the star. And I was really able to appreciate that. And, you know, it just, it clicked. It clicked. That's what, that's the game Cameron is playing. Whoa, that's a hot take. Enough of this. What did I think about Avatar The Way of Water? I thought it was fucking awesome. 
Okay, I saw it at IMAX 3D here at the Bob Bullock Theater in Austin, Texas. Uh, very, very big screen. And, I mean, it's just, look, like I said, it's the ultimate theatrical experience. Like, it, it's... Cameron makes these movies for you to see them on screens like this, okay? Also, remember, this dude knows how to make a fucking banger of a sequel. Like, I, I you know, I mentioned that I enjoyed Avatar uh, on this recent rewatch. Well, I genuinely was pulled into this story um, and, and the characters even like they're, they're really well cast. Yes. Once again, you could say that they're pretty basic archetypes or whatever, or story beats that, you know, aren't necessarily as groundbreaking as the effects, but they're still compelling. They're all likable. And James does take his time and letting us get to know them, get to care about them. And I mean, not only that, but he takes his time letting, you know, immersing us in this world and he definitely makes sure to give us plenty of time with the villains too he makes them nice and scummy so that when the time comes it is a fucking blast seeing those guys get picked off one by one by some mad navi parents you know what i'm saying um going back to the story for just a, another minute and um james cameron's just filmmaking overall his way of filmmaking um, you know, he's he's a very earnest filmmaker. You can really feel that in Titanic for sure, uh, especially the first Avatar. But I mean, he doubles down with that here because he is definitely making a statement about, you know, environmental problems and, you know, humans destroying things in general. Um, he's angry here and it's it it shows and it and it 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 just has more weight than it did in the first one, even though it was basically saying the same it was the same idea. But this time, I don't know. I think he's actually a lot more effective here um, than it is in the last one. And, you know, that's that's another reason why I, I find this movie so compelling and such a big step up from the last one. But also, after like 13 years of mostly, you know, superhero blockbusters of the like, it is so refreshing to see a master like Cameron fucking show everyone else how it's done. It, it feels fresh. It feels, you know, similar to how Top Gun Maverick was earlier this year. It was just a good old-fashioned blockbuster. You can be my wingman anytime. And sometimes a lot of these superhero movies, Marvel, I might be talking about you, um, you know, it's more focused on servicing the story of 18 other stories instead of its own, whereas this movie just, you know, it feels like it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. I mean, there's definitely a uh, setup for other sequels, but this movie still feels complete. And that is very, very refreshing. I guess it kind of goes without saying that, you know, visually this is uh, stunning. It's insane. I, I, at times it was almost overwhelming. <laughs> It's astonishing, and I mean, if you're gonna see this movie, I, I, there's I can't recommend it enough to make sure that you see it in proper 3D, and that means you know probably IMAX. But it is so worth it because the technology has advanced so much. I mean, it looks like they're just filming on another planet with other creatures, with real 12 foot blue people. I, I it, it's your mind is. It's confused almost at how good it looks and how real it looks and how real it feels. It's, I mean, it's stunning. For lack of a better fucking word, it is stunning. Uh, in IMAX, at least, it's in that uh, high frame rate. I'm not 100% familiar with all the, the tech words about it, but 
this is the best I've seen that done personally. It is still a little weird. It's a little jarring, but maybe the fact that it's all CG helped it a little bit. I didn't, it didn't take me out of it as, as it has before. Um, like when the Hobbit did it or, or Gemini man with Will Smith. But I, overall, it really was not a problem for me. I think it works just fine here, especially because everything else is just so fucking amazing to look at. All right, you get it. I like the movie. You understand that now. But let's talk a little bit about box office, okay? I'm recording this on the, the first Sunday of opening weekend, and it has officially debuted uh, domestically with $135 million and worldwide $435 million, neither of which are records. And a lot of people are trying to use that as saying, whoop, there's the flop, there's the flop. I'm sure you've heard at least that a little bit. But funny thing, they said the exact same thing about Titanic uh, 25 years ago and about the first Avatar 13 years ago. They both debuted just fine to blockbuster-level numbers for their times. And uh, both were saying, well, yeah, it debuted well, but it's got a long road to climb. And, uh, I mean, come on, we should know better than to bet against James Cameron at this point. This movie is all about the long play, Um, similar to how earlier this year Top Gun Maverick debuted to about $123 million and legged out to becoming the highest grossing movie of the year with like $740 million or something like that, $1.4 billion worldwide, the number one movie uh, in all aspects, uh, I believe, of the year, even worldwide. All that to say is that this movie doubled the original's opening. The original opened to about $77 million. Every day is going to act as an opening day this is how it is every year people are off work they're hanging out with their families they want to get out of the house and not talk to their family so they go see a movie Don't look at me. and uh there's no other competition this this movie then audiences love it it's got an a cinema score the question is just how high will this go it's clearly gonna have a great multiplier but in terms of its opening weekend, I mean, it's just, it really is. It's just a question is how, how, how far will it go? How, how high will it soar? Um, I, I can't wait. I'm fascinated. Uh, I mean, we'll know for sure by about January 2nd if this movie is uh, delivered on its promise or not. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Very Famous Movie Podcast. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Be sure to join us again in the new, fresh coming 2023. We'll have all kinds of new content on social media and anywhere podcasts are available.